Welcome to TCISD Talks, a podcast where we dive into the heart of Texas City Independent School District. Join us as we journey through insightful conversations, celebrate achievements, and explore innovative ideas that shape our school district. So whether you're a parent, a student, an educator, or simply someone who cares about the power of education, get ready to dive into the stories that make TCISD shine. Get ready to be inspired, informed, and engaged, because TCISD Talks starts now. All right. Hi, and welcome to this episode of TCISD Talks. I'm Clarissa Silva. And I'm Alyssa Tortorisi. And today we're delving into a topic that's really relevant for this time of year, making a smooth transition into the new school year. So in the studio with us are TCISD curriculum coordinators, Jennifer Harrelson and Sarah Evans. And they're going to offer some practical advice that will help make this transition a seamless and positive experience for everyone. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yes, we're, we're excited to be here. We are so glad that you're here. Ah, this is this is a really good topic to cover at this time of year because kids are just getting back yes. in. Parents are getting used to everything. So um, tell us a little bit first about kind of what are some of those common challenges that students can face um, in this transition period? Sure. It's very normal for kids to have academic, social, emotional stress um, during any type of transition, especially during the school year. Um, These stressors can sometimes be intensified by um, counterproductive behaviors and how kids deal with those things, like social avoidance or secluding themselves from others. So depending on the grade level, too, you know, kids are growing. They're going through different changes as they grow, and that can affect their mood and how they handle and deal with things. Um, And academic stress, obviously, going into a new grade level or even into a new school, maybe, um, a new district, anything like that that's new or out out of what they would consider normal can be stressful for kids. Yeah, and so some things that you could do, um, parents and students alike, is work on changing, like, your mindset, like, your words and your thinking. So instead of saying, oh, I can't do this, I can't go to that class, I can't, shift it to maybe I can't do it yet. And then think about or come up with a plan of how, what are the steps you could take so that you can accomplish whatever that challenge is. And then also, parents, you could think about, you know, help your students focus on what's staying the same. So even if they are transitioning to a new campus, like elementary to a middle school or high school, think about, hey, you're going to get to see your friends again. Um, If they're at the same campus, maybe they had a really good positive connection with a teacher that they had last year and have them, hey, go by and talk to that teacher or the counselor. Like there's other things, you know, help them realize, oh, it's not all changing. It's just, you know, I can't sleep until noon now. I've got to get up a little earlier and kind of kind of help set those um, expectations um, and then also help them prioritize kind of what's important and, th- and focus on what they can change. Like, there's certain things that you can't change. Like, you can't right. change. you got to go to school. You can't change that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you we know? need them to go to school every day. Yes. 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 You know, you can't change what the school is serving for lunch. But, hey, if you don't like it, maybe you could bring your own lunch. lunch. Yeah. You know, or just kind of plan accordingly. If you know your class is going to be really cold, then, like, okay, I need to have a sweatshirt in my backpack. Like, just think about what can I change and then not worry about and focus on the other stuff and just kind of think of, okay, today's going to be a good day. We woke up. What can we do? How can I make, you know, make a positive impact? Kind of thinking positive, Mm -hmm. thinking, making the best out of the day. Well, your mindset definitely, you know, you're going to behave and act and do the things the way your mind is telling you to. So Absolutely. Yeah. 
For sure. Great tips. Absolutely. Okay, so we also know that it's important to have a place where you're dedicated to getting your work done, and we know organizational skills are so important. Mm -hmm. So um, (laughs) if you could just kind of share with us about um, how you could set up a productive uh, work-study place and how uh, you can manage your time and, and things along those those lines. Yeah, sure. Well, being a mom of four boys, three of whom have graduated, um, you know, one of the biggest things as a parent for me was routine, right? So my kids had a routine. Every day they came home from school, they knew exactly what they were supposed to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And we're going to do these things before we go and do the other things like sports or extracurriculars. And I know that can change depending on the age and the grade level, but routine is important. And when you have that routine, even though with life, things get in the way and you can't always control those things, Um, But if you have that routine to always fall back to and that becomes a habit, kids feel more secure and they know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. So I think that the foundation of setting up, you know, organization and um, getting those habits in place is just routine. And like another thing, too, so on the routine part, I have a nine-year-old and a 15-year-old. And so organization for each of them is going to look different. So for my nine-year-old, his routine is I make sure, oh, is he nine or eight? eight. I'm a bad yeah. mom. It's okay. Same though. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not, not much difference. Same close enough. Third grade. Yeah. Anyway, is like he has to have his clothes set out for the next day the night before, including socks. Because, you, I mean, parents, I'm sure you've had some 6.30 a.m. meltdowns over socks. So yeah. like we, it's those little things, you know, let's get it set the night before, have a backup set, you know, something is tiny. But also think about organization, um, you know, using a planner. Like some of our schools, they come home with a planner, having them keeping track of either on a paper planner or on a phone planner of all the activities that you have going on. But keep in mind, we all only have 24 hours in a day. Right. You know, so it's you can't, you know, don't over plan. And it's OK to like plan that downtime. We don't have to go and go and go and go. Because so, right now kids are still getting used to being back in that routine of I can't have a midday four hour nap. <laughs> I'm at, right. I'm at school. Can't sleep till right. noon and then take a nap at four. Yeah, yeah right. like they come home, they're like, I'm so tired already. So if we kind of make sure that we aren't just over scheduling and thinking about that. Um, I know for us on staying organized, like at home, we have like a two-month rotating calendar. So like I have all of our after-school activities, anything, appointments might be going on that we just kind of rotate. So at a quick glance, we know, okay, this week we have this. And it also helps me with meal planning because it's like, oh. We have an evening event every night, so it's either going to be leftovers or playing in something else because, you know, in a way, groceries. Um, but just getting, finding that balance and that visual um, of use of, of, of the planners. Um, I know, like, I use the calendar on my phone. Like, everything gets calendared in. I'm starting to get my high school kid, like, used to that, too, because if I don't put it on my calendar, I might accidentally triple book myself right. because I forgot right. that I told somebody I was going to do this right. and then... So if I just put it on there, then it's like, oh, okay. And it's great because phones do have a lot of free tools like that that you can can use. Or even just I'm thinking if someone doesn't want to invest in a planner, if you at least just wrote it out on a piece of paper. You you can make your own calendar. It doesn't have to be fancy. A notebook, piece of paper, like Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday, however you want to set it up, this is what we got going on. Yeah, and the nice thing I know a lot of times with the phones is you've got apps that you can share as a family. So Mm -hmm. it's you're going to have a calendar, your kid's going to have the same calendar, so they know 
everything that's going on in the family and in school. What You know what's going on with them with school. They know what's going on. Hey, we've got an activity this Saturday. I can't go play with my friends Yes, and everything else. So there's plenty, I think, of resources out there that um, our kids and parents can make use of. Yeah. I mean, and the, and like you said, the phone, if you've got a calendar, it's free. Yes. It's a free app. Yes. It's already on there. Like, yeah, that's really good. And I use that alarm system on my phone all the time, too. So, <laughs> yes. so kids, if you know when you yes. get home, you have to start your homework set by 4, you can set an alarm, alarm to do it. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh-huh. Um, so give us a little bit of insight into, you talked a little bit about, you know, you're starting a new year, making transitions to new schools, new grades, and everything else. So um, give us a little insight in how, you know, kids can adapt to, you know, those new learning environments and kind of set those achievable goals that they can they can get to this year. Right. So the big thing about education in general is just like growing. Like how did you grow? Do you learn what are we you know, learning more, right? And the best way like that to do that is to stay organized. So for parents, I know I have it set up for both of my kids, is um you can go into Skyward and set up an automatic email to get updates however frequently you want, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly for their grades um, or even behavior. So then that way it's easier for parents to kind of keep track of like, oh, hey, I notice you're kind of your grade dropped a little bit or like asking them if, hey, do you have a test coming up? Um, that, you know, can help for the parent side. And then for students setting goals, just have them kind of think about like if they're an elementary kid, I mean, it's going to be kind of small. Like, hey, can we stay on green this week? You right. Know, like, only one day on yellow, you know, like, whatever the, you know, whatever their little goals, just make them bite-sized. And then, you know, as they get older, kind of think of, like, okay, you know, do you have a test coming up? Let's try and schedule, um, like, maybe 30 minutes a day to study for that test. So we're not up until midnight, 2 a.m., cramming the night before you have a test at school. If you do it in little bite-sized chunks, you know, that can really help, too. Um, another thing when you think about setting goals and like strategies for trying to stay on top of your coursework and be successful, you know, everybody learns differently. Right. And they learn at different rates. It doesn't make anybody, um, it's not bad. Just some people catch on quicker than others. And I know like for me, uh, it took me like two extra years to learn to ride my bike than my brother did. So that doesn't make me any less... (laughs) Of a bike rider now that I've learned, <laughs> right? Right, and I know that's different than in school. But I'm just saying, like it just everybody learns differently. But so think about you individually. How do you learn best? So we sit and take notes in class, but it's just copying notes best. Maybe you need to color code them. I know I still remember vividly ninth grade biology. My teacher had us color code the definition and the terms for every body system, plant right. system. Like there was a purpose behind the color. So then when I'd take the test, I could close my eyes and be like, all right, it was three-fourths down the page. The word was in purple. The definition was in green. You know, like, so there's a thing, you know, research shows your brain has that memory connection, and it it does work. So maybe you need that color coding practice. Or um, maybe once you take your notes in class, it helps if you just handwrite them again or type them up because maybe, you know, you're practicing to be a doctor and your handwriting is not <laughs> super right. clear. You know, I have some of those in my family. I'm like, you could have been a doctor. Um, and just having them, because then you've already written them in class and you're really actually going over them again as you type up that notes or rewrite them. So then you're, you're helping to create that long-term memory component in there as well. Um, another thing that's really common too is maybe you're more the artistic kind mm-hmm. or you like to doodle or draw. 
there are some great apps out there like Notability, um, Evernote, or Flow that have both free and paid versions that like you can take your notes and then like doodle them out. Oh wow! Or it That's gives neat. you or gives you like an artwork to go with it. So then you've now created a visual to go with the text. Maybe that's how you learn. Oh, that would have helped me so much right? for science. Right. Yes, <laughs> I know. And so I think, you know, it's just trying to figure out, like, what helps me learn, you know, the best. And it doesn't, it's okay if it's a little different. Mm-hmm. And it might just take some trial and error, too, Absolutely. before you actually figure out yes. what, how you learn right. the best. And it may be different prior content, you right. know? Right. Like, you yeah. may yeah. glitch math like this, but, you know, science maybe or reading, right. you know. Yeah, it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all, you know. Or one kid fits all. Right. Your oldest child may be completely different than your second, completely different than your middle. That's the way it is in our house. (laughs) Yeah, no, I remember when I was younger, for me it was audio. It was like I would take notes handwritten during class, and then to prepare for a test, it's like I would record myself reading the notes and then, like, listen to them over and over and over again. And it was just something about having both the written and and then the sound of it, like basically repeating the lecture over and over right. again, it, it just made it sink in. And then it was like, okay, now I got this. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And, I, and I'm very much a, a storyteller and, and I like the visual too. But if I were to have a conversation with somebody about something, I could totally remember that. But Absolutely. To read right. something, it might take me a little longer to try to recall all the importance which is why we encourage like student discourse in the class because if you can teach it to somebody or talk to somebody about your thinking of how you solved it or worked it then you're going to internalize it and learn that much deeper yes this is great stuff yeah i'm excited for our parents and everybody listening because i think this is going to be very helpful Mm -hmm. a lot of very good resources here Okay, so are there any additional resources that we hadn't touched on that you want to talk about that could be um, helpful to our parents and students as they transition into this next year? Yeah, you know, um, Sarah and I were talking earlier today about all the different resources that our district offers, um, and it's so many things that are available to our kids that people may not know of, like the 21st Century Program. I mean, we've got those almost on every campus. and They are amazing. They are, mm-hmm. aren't they? I mean, and kids love it. Kids, um, you know who aren't in it want to be in it. So those programs um, enhance learning, but they do it in a way where the kids are engaged and having fun. So Mm -hmm. the learning piece is disguised. Yeah, they're not realizing. (laughs) Right. And the beauty of it is that the site coordinators actually get with the campus that they're at or with the, if maybe if it's more than one campus and they, they coordinate their activities around what's being taught in the classroom. So it aligns with our curriculum. So they're, they're nothing but supportive of learning. So, um, you know, I, I know that I just know that kids who aren't a part of it and they see it and they see their friends go, they, they want to go too. And the applications um, for those programs can be found on our district website. And they have their campus specific. So, you know, you would go to the campus that your mm-hmm. child attends um, and the applications are right there. So just knowing that that's there and that's an option, they offer homework help, tutoring, all of those things. Oh gosh, that's so amazing. Yes. Especially that's a big benefit to parents too. If they can get a jump start on that homework before parents even get home and have to worry about dinner and all of that good stuff, that's amazing. Yeah, right. and for our high school kids, they also offer support and help with getting ready for like the SAT. Yeah, for college. Yes. Yeah. And like yeah. college, college applications. Yes. So. so, and they, they're very... Um, responsive to the needs. So whatever the needs are of the students in their program, they're responsive to that. So they meet those needs. So it may look a little bit different on, you know, on each campus, but it's definitely an amazing resource. 
Um, another thing that we have in our district is communities and schools. They are a partner. Um, so they offer more resources for families and students. Um, and, you know, one of the biggest things I feel like for parents is, you know, offer your kids a listening ear. You know, kids mm-hmm. are going through so many different things. School is different nowadays. Um, and they just, kids need a safe space to come. They need to know, you know, they, they can come and they can vent. They can talk about what's going on at school. They can share their excitement. But really just being a listening ear, that sounds so simple, but it's a big deal. It it's is a, a big really deal. big deal. I remember my favorite times to talk to my kids were when I had them captive in the car mm-hmm. and they couldn't go anywhere. Yes. And I'd turn the radio down and, and be like, hey, tell me, about your, tell me about your day. What was yeah. the best thing about your day? And Right. You know, and as they get older, when they get into that, you know, middle teenage, they don't really want to talk that often. But if you can spark conversation up, like when you're in the car or, you know, if they know that you're a safe place to come to, just to talk. So just be that listening ear. Right. And, and I always found, thing. too, that if I listened to them tell all the little mundane little things, if yes. they knew that I was listening to them tell all the stuff that really wasn't huge important, it was important to, to them. them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But um, that they would trust and, and, and know they could tell me the big, really big important things. Absolutely. Yeah, and that yeah. it goes far. It sounds really simple, but it, it really does go far. And, of course, our school counselors, Mm -hmm. we have counselors on every campus, you know, for kids struggling, again, with transitions or anything Mm -hmm. academic or social at school. um, Your school counselors are always a great resource to go to. Definitely. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's some really great information. I think we've got a lot of stuff for parents and students to, to think about, and I'm hoping they'll explore them. But is there anything maybe we didn't talk about that we didn't get to that y'all just are like, it's it's on your head, and you're like, we got to get it out there? Oh, man. I mean, there are so many things. <laughs> I was about to say, we'd be I mean, here all day, right? right. We, might exactly. have to do, we might have exactly. to do a part two. I know. Yeah, I was another like, time. Time. we're we talking about math and that. science because right. we're here all day. No. <laughs> no, yeah, need to throw some reading curriculum in there, too. I mean, really, yeah. don't just um, – you know, for our, for our kids or students who might be listening, don't don't be afraid to try and figure out what works now. Like now is the mm-hmm. great time to figure out how do I learn best. What's the best way for me to take That's notes? Right. How do I study? Like ask for those support because then when you get to college or and you're going to the military or maybe you're going to a trade school, like you're still going to have to study something, mm-hmm. right? You know, so let's try and learn those habits now and figure out what works because then that'll just make that transition that much easier for right. you. Yeah. And so some of the stuff, I'm like, we were going through it, and I was joking. I was like, man, I wish I'd known this when I was yes. getting ready for college. Right. <laughs> right. right. Well, and even maybe they can talk to their friends who they respect who make, you know, like right. my friend make great math grades, and this friend does great English grades. How do you how do you study? And you can talk right. to your friends about how they do, and maybe they're doing something that you hadn't thought about right. doing before. Right. right. And it's important to note, you know, for kids, it listen, you know, everybody has different strengths. So um, what your strength is may be different than someone else's. So just because you don't have the same strength as your friend or as that person in class, that's okay. I mean, that's why we're all coming. We're here to learn. So we all, we come together and bring all of our strengths and we learn off of each other. But it's okay, you know, and not don't give up. Right. And it's important that they do know it's okay because I always thought I had to be great at everything. And I, I know now as an adult that I'm not. Yes. You know, and, and it's okay. Like and you said, you know, I just play to my strengths, and yes. I just have to work a little harder on the things that I don't do well at. And one thing like I math. always... Like math. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we majored in words. That, yeah, yes. there you go. One thing I always stress to my boys is when you need help, ask for help. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kids ask. find... 
have a hard time doing they that. They do. They and really I would do. try to tell my because neither of mine, I don't think, would ever ask for help. And I'm like, look, if you yes. don't know, someone else is That's in that question. classroom not knowing, and yes. they're going to think you're the hero for asking the question. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Even and as an adult, I'm like, if I don't 100%. know something, I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask a question because I'm yeah. like, hey. Yeah, I don't I know think everything. That's one of those things that you you with experience, mm-hmm. with age and experience, we've you know you come to accept. But yes, it yeah. is hard for kids. But ask the teacher, ask you know whoever, but always ask for help because someone is willing to and wants to. I mean, that's why we're all here, right? And I think we want know, everyone to be successful. Absolutely, having that growth mindset, like the mm-hmm. the quicker we can you know get kids to realize it's okay, the power of yet. Like you may not know it today. But you'll get there. Don't give up and be willing to learn more. Like, we're always learning. I learn stuff every day. Sometimes it's from my kids that are younger than me. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You've got to keep up with the lingo. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I think I think that's a lot of information. I can't wait for people to listen to this episode and hopefully hopefully they're taking notes when they're yeah. listening and sharing with all their other parent friends. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. thank y'all. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Thank y'all so much. That wraps up another episode of TCISD Talks, your window into Texas City ISD. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and gained valuable tips and perspectives. TCISD Talks is brought to you by the dedicated team in the Texas City ISD Communications Department, committed to keeping you connected and informed. Be sure to tune into our next episode, where we'll continue to explore the stories, ideas, and advice that shape the learning journey for our students, parents, and educators. Thanks for joining us on TCISD Talks. For more updates and news, visit our website at www.tcisd.org and connect with us on social media. Until next time, remember, together we succeed.